Welcome back to another episode of Let Me Tell You. Today we have Kyle Sweet, former WSU wide receiver and former baseball star. Let's get right into it. It's a great interview. He's hilarious and he's also not a Dodgers fan. So that's awesome. Kyle, how are you doing today? I'm good, man. Happy to be here. That's good. I'm glad you're here. All right. For those of the listeners who don't know who you are, why don't you give us the 30-second elevator pitch about yourself? My name's Kyle Sweet. I uh, got to Washington State in 2015, played for four years with Mike Leach, uh, among many other great players and coaches. Uh, graduated in 2019, and now I am. Uh, I had a little little uh, interest from the Rams after I got done playing, uh, but now I'm at home, uh, still trying to play and pursuing uh, Canada right now. Oh, the CFL, have you – what's happening with the CFL league right now? It's difficult because, I mean, they don't really know either, um, you know, in terms of when, if they're going to have a season and what it's going to look like. But I've been talking to a couple teams, and it, it's like I said, you know, it's they don't even know what their season's going to look like. So it's hard to uh, it's hard to get in somewhere and get signed. Right, that makes sense. Correct me if I'm wrong, but isn't there a former Coug who's playing in the CFL right now? There are. There, there's a couple of them. Uh, Jamal Morrow's one. That's probably the the most recent one. Um, and then a guy, another guy that I played with, Ivan McLennan, um, is in the Canadian League right now. So, did you re- have you reached out to them at all to see what it's like? I have a little bit. I've talked to Jam- to uh, Jamal. Uh, we're we're good buddies. I lived with him uh, when I was in Pullman. Uh, and he loves it. You know, it's it's pretty much – it is the Canadian professional league. You know, there's a bunch of good talent out there too. And he just said that he loves it and uh, wants to play as long as possible. Are they a springtime league so they don't go against the NFL or are they the same time? They're kind of they're kind of at the same time. I think they start a little bit earlier. Um, and their season ends in November typically. But I think – what they're trying, you know, with this whole pandemic going on right now is they're aiming for uh, what I've seen, like a September start and a shortened season. Okay. And I know they have some weird, they have different rules there. Do you think any of the rules would benefit your style of play at all? Or are they just, you have to adapt with them? I think there's a little bit of both. I think I'd have to adapt, you know, as, as would anybody, because uh, I think the field's bigger. Uh, they have receivers in motion every play and that would be different and i think there there's the rules are slightly different too uh in terms of like third down fourth down i think i'm not exactly sure but i know it's a little bit different and you so yeah i mean of course there would be an adjusting period uh if i ever got up there how did you wind up at wsu and what sold you on pullman because i know pullman i love it there but it's (laughs) not for everyone to say the least yeah, it's definitely uh I'm growing up in Southern California, it's definitely a different world up there, but I, you know, thank God every day that I went to Washington State. But I start so I wasn't very heavily recruited out of high school. I had I had a couple FCS offers uh like Montana State and Northern Arizona. I was uh a coach that was up there at the time, Jim Mastro we were pretty good family friends with because when he coached at UCLA, my brother was at, was at UCLA at the time playing football and he kind of helped my brother get into UCLA. 
And so we, we knew him uh, pretty well. And then I think signing day was in January, I want to say. And it was, uh, it was like Christmas time on, on Christmas break. I'll never forget it. I still hadn't heard anything from any Division One schools. And, and then I, uh, I got a call or I got a, I got a message from Mastro on Twitter and it said, basically, are you ready to be a Coug? And probably five seconds later called me or he offered me a scholarship. And then I, I talked to him. said I hung up the phone. I said, let me call my parents, called him back within 30 seconds and then said, all right, man, I'm, I'm ready to be a Coug. Let's go. Wow. That's one great Christmas present. (laughs) That's that's the best Christmas present I've gotten in my life. Okay, is uh, Jim Mastro, is he a coach at Oregon currently? Yeah, yeah, he's at Oregon right now. And you mentioned your brother played at UCLA, and I know in doing some research for this, your first college start for the Cougars was at UCLA on your brother's senior night. Is that right? It absolutely was, and uh, that's a story that will never get lived down here in the sweet house. Uh, I will always – that always finds its way into a conversation – uh, here and I will always have bragging rights over him. But yeah, first start, River Craycraft got hurt, and I know River really well because we grew up together and went to the same high school. So we played together for, you know, four or five years before we both got to college. Uh, he went down, and then yeah, I mean, it, it all happened like it just it was like almost a movie, you know. At senior night, coming back home to Southern California, I had. I had to get around 40 or 50 tickets that week. Wow. Because <laughs> I, I just had a bunch of family, friends, uh, coaches, and and buddies who, who wanted to come see. So I take it you guys, you beat your brother then? We did. We did. It was a great game, too. We, we ended up winning on the, on the last drive. Gabe Marks caught the winning touchdown. Can't be better than that. <laughs> not, there's not a whole lot better. You spent four years with Mike Leach, who I'd say we're all kind of, it's kind of quirky. Do you have like a weird memory of, or a story that you guys spent together that you could share with us maybe? God, there's been a, there's a couple, uh, but I just remember I was a freshman. I'd say the the one memory that I will always remember uh, when I was a freshman, I just got there. We, it was my first fall camp down in uh, Lewiston. And I haven't said a word to him yet. I haven't talked to him. And then we're warming up, and I'm just standing over by the side, and he asked me if uh, if I knew any of the real housewives of Orange County. Okay, then. And I just jokingly said, yeah, my aunt is one of those or, or something like that. And he said, oh, really? And then uh, – he was shocked, but then, you know, I, I said, obviously, I was joking. And then I think that that entailed a 15 to 20-minute conversation after that just about what he thought of the show and how it could be better. <laughs> Man, that guy, I talked to him once on campus. He's he's awesome, but he was also very unique, I would say, as I describe him. He's, he, that's a great way to put it. He's very unique. Uh, he's a very smart guy. He knows – you know, what we say in our house, he knows a little about a lot. And, and, you know, in his case, I would say he actually knows a lot about a lot. Yeah. Wasn't he a lawyer or went to law school at least? 
I think, yeah, I think he did go to law school. Um, I don't know if he ever actually became a lawyer, but it wouldn't surprise me if he did. But he's uh, he was he was a good coach. He was a good guy uh, to have in your corner up there for sure. So he obviously is known for the air raid. As a wide receiver, what's it like to play in the air raid? It's all you could ever ask for as a wide receiver. Um, <clears throat> you know, it's as a receiver, you want as many catches as you can possibly get in a game. And what better place to do that than go- playing for a team that throws it 60 to 70 times a game, you know? Um, so it was awesome. It was, it was the perfect situation for me. Uh, it actually just worked out more like better than I could have ever have imagined it going up to a place with great quarterback. When I got there it was Luke, um, and then Gardner towards the end there, it was the ideal situation for, for being a receiver up there. Now you mentioned you played with two, I would say legendary or quarterbacks who will eventually end up in WSU mythology. What is the biggest difference you would say between the two of them? The biggest difference, I lived with Luke. uh, We had a good house. I lived with Peyton, Pelour, Luke Falk, uh, Jamal Morrow, and Isaac Dodson all in one house. That was a really fun time. Um, But I'd say the biggest difference between them is just their style. You know, Luke, Luke is a very reserved and kind of, laid back kind of guy and you know he's he's incredibly smart he's an analyzer of the game as to where Gardner is just he'll get in your face he's loud he's happy he's proud um and it's you he's the kind of guy that you just want to go make a play for you know so that's why I think we were so successful uh because we had him kind of leading the charge and and being the front runner out there and and it just made it it made you want to do your job even more, you know. They're both great quarterbacks, but they, they did have a little bit different styles. Yes, okay, that's interesting. But you – so you played for Gardner. That was a great year. That was actually the first year I watched Cougar football. I didn't know Washington State existed. I'm from San Francisco, so I never looked at schools outside of California until I moved down here. Yeah, but, I was the same way. I had, I had never even heard of it. Yeah, like I just was like, oh, Washington State, that's a school. That's weird. Okay, you're from you're from Southern California, so I got to ask, are you a Dodgers fan? I'm not a Dodgers fan. Uh, unfortunately, I am an Angel, Angels fan. Grew up an Angels fan my whole life, going to games. You know, we're in a we're in a little bit of a dark period right now, but I think we'll uh, in the next next two to three years, I think you'll see us competing for uh, some championships. Oh, no, I'm ecstatic. I'm a diehard Giants fan, so you're not a Dodgers <laughs> fan. That's even better for me. Okay, good, good. We went to uh, – I've been to a, a, or a Giants game. My sister went to USF, and so we would go up there from time to time and visit her, and we would go to uh, Giants games up there. You know, I love the Giants, hate the Dodgers. That's great. It's fantastic. <laughs> That's good to hear. <laughs> yeah. Are you excited for baseball coming back, supposedly? I am, you know, if it ever happens. I don't know. I don't really know what, as of today, the uh, the status is on it. But I grew up, me and my brother grew up playing baseball my whole life. My dad coached all our teams growing up. And so baseball, baseball was a very big influence uh, in our house. So uh, what position did you play? I, I was pitcher growing up. Um 
I was primarily a hitter. Uh, that's what I hang my hat on. But I also played. Uh, I also played second and short. And then when I was when I got older, I was center field. So you played all over. So do you hit, you hit home runs? That's what we got to find out. I sure did, man. <laughs> that's all you got to hear. Me and my brother always had competitions uh, whenever we'd be playing. Uh, you know who was going to lead our league in home runs. So did you ever lead the league in home runs? I did for a couple of years there, and he's uh, he's five years older than me, so it was, you know, we'd always be competing, and I, I, we were always up there. Uh, we were always, you know, top three in the, in home runs in our league, so it was it was really fun. So I guess people learn not to mess with the Sweet Brothers. I think that's uh, yeah, that's pretty accurate to say. Our all-star team growing up, we were uh, we were undefeated for like three years, and then the year to go to the mate or the Little League World Series in Williamsport, we ended up losing to a team we had beaten in years previous, and they ended up winning the entire thing. Oh no, that sucks! I love the Little League World Series; they're so much fun. It's awesome, oh. and it was. I always wanted to go, and sadly, uh, did not. Well, I mean. If you can see a bright side, at least it wasn't like the worst team in your league you lost to. It was the eventual champions. Yeah, uh, people said that a lot. You know, at least you, at least you lost to the champions. But you know, at the time, it didn't make me feel any better. <laughs> no, that's fair. Yeah. So you played baseball, you played football. What would you say your greatest athletic achievement was? Whether it's high school, middle school, college, what do you think it was? Hmm. I would say, uh, you know. Leading the league in home runs is up there in little league, but that was uh, that was many years ago. But I would say uh, I'd say football in high school. Uh, my biggest achievements were me and my good friend KJ Costello, who uh, Stanford, right? Yeah, Stanford, and now at Mississippi State with Leach and all his coaches. And uh, we uh, we had a really good chemistry going for uh, my junior and senior year. So we we ended up breaking a whole bunch of records in in high school and so that was that was just a really fun time wow so is your school i don't know how to phrase this, but is it like a is it well known for its football recruits because i mean i'm here you obviously river craycraft uh kj costello and then you guys obviously had not football but basketball clay thompson like are you guys what do you say like a southern california powerhouse i would say so in, in the last uh you know, five to ten years, we had a lot of guys coming out there. Or, or, you know, even recently, we had Grant Calcaterra, who came out and went to uh, Oklahoma, had a great career up there. And uh, we had we it was it's really it was really fun because it was all the guys that we grew up with uh, and were friends with. And, you know, we got to high school and all played together and then went on and did our own thing in college and, you know, had our own successful you know, careers, you might say. And it was just, it's really cool now being my age and uh, just seeing all the guys you know and what they're doing and how successful they were. I mean, that sounds fantastic. And <laughs> what else could you ask for? All of you grew up together and then all played college ball pretty much. That sounds pretty fun to me. Yeah, it was it was a great time. And when I was a freshman, so Nick Begg, River Craycraft, and Riley Sorensen, all guys that went to Santa Margarita and I played with and they were already there when I got there. So it was, you know, a lot of, 
a lot of people have a little bit of a learning curve when you get to college. It's just, it's a different speed. Everyone's a lot bigger and faster, but I had those guys to kind of, you know, not to hold my hand, but just kind of initiate me through and just tell me how, how it goes up here and what the deal is. So I was really lucky to have uh, three of those older guys, especially River being a receiver and someone that I looked up to growing up to have that Washington State already there when I got there. Right. It wasn't like they were holding your hand. It was just they didn't – you weren't completely thrown into the deep end. You were prepared. Yeah, they just, they showed me the way. So you were in Pullman for four years. Where do you think the best place to eat is? I think Porchlight Pizza. What do you think? Porchlight's up there. I would say my – God, I got a couple. Is it – Pullman specifically, or are we not counting Moscow? Oh, we can inco- we can include Moscow. Okay, because uh, there's a couple. I'd say as far as breakfast goes, I'll, I'll go through the uh, breakfast, lunch, and dinner in, in, uh, in my great. mind. So breakfast, you're never going to go wrong at Breakfast Club in Moscow. True, that's a good All-time one. All-time favorite spot. Lunch, you know, we the guys that I live with love sushi, and so the sushi's decent up there. You know, not as good as the West Side, but it's it'll get the job done. Fair um, analysis. So we uh, we went to Tokyo Seoul a lot. And there was another one. Fujiyama was uh, was there later, and then or dinner. I'd say I have to go to South Fork because I'm I'm just a big burger and fries guy, and they got the best burgers and fries. That's that's a fair list. So where are those sushi places located? Because I haven't I've heard of them, but I don't know where they are. I've only been to Red Bento. Oh, that was, I forgot about Red Bend, so that's a good one, too. Did you guys ever play uh, Idaho at all in football? Yeah, we did. We played uh, my sophomore year. They came uh, to Martin Stadium, and we played. I think we ended up winning, like, 59 to 14. Oh, okay. Something like that. <laughs> okay, that's, that's what we expect. That's good to hear. Yeah, yeah. So what is a daily – what is, like, your daily routine when you're in school? What was it like to be a D1 football player? Because obviously I don't know. I'm just a student there. But what's it like? It was uh, it was definitely a lot. You know, you always had a packed schedule. Uh, during the school year, during the season, we would uh, – it we'd lift in the morning. So we'd lift at, like, 6.30, 7 o'clock in the morning. We'd usually go right to class after that. And then you'd be in class until, depending on what your schedule was, around 1, 1.30. Um, and then you'd get off, you'd go eat lunch, and then you'd, we'd have a special teams meeting every day uh, at 2 o'clock. So then you go right to the meeting after you eat lunch, and then you're in meetings for about, I'd say, an hour maybe. Uh, you go to your position meetings after that, you meet with your coaches, and then you watch film from yesterday's practice. And then you go out to practice from 3.30 to around 6 every day. You get off, and then, you know, being a college athlete, you got to take care of your body and, and get right. And so a lot of guys would be in the training room, Stretching, rolling out, getting treatment, I, you know, icing after that, getting the ice bath. And then uh, from there, you usually walk out of the building between 7.38 after you eat dinner at the building. And then you go home and finish whatever homework you got. And then by that time, it's, you know, 10, 10.30. And then 
you go right to bed and it all starts over the next day. Wow, that's impressive. I thought just going to class was hard. That seems so much harder. Dang. <laughs> it was there was not a moment uh, where, you know, I, f I found myself all the time trying to get 20 to 30 minutes so I could sneak a nap in in the locker room. Uh, and I was lucky that if I if I got a 30 minute nap throughout the day. So when you were in meetings, was there a, a guy on your team, a teammate who always made the meetings more fun, like a upbeat kind of guy? Yeah, there was a, we had a lot of those guys in, in the receiver rooms. Uh, I was, I saw, you know, River was a quieter guy and he didn't really say much. He just took notes. And, and then uh, when I, as I got older, I, we had guys like Renard Bell and Jameer Calvin in the meeting rooms and uh, they're, they're two hilarious guys. So it was, it was good. We had a nice balance of, you know, joking around and getting serious when we need to. So you played for WSU for four years and those teams made to four straight bowl games, mm -hmm. which is one of the best four year stretches, if not the best in school history. Is there a moment or a game that sticks out to you? Let's see. Are you talking about just bowl games or any game? Or, well, any game. I was just adding context. It's got to be the Boise State game is the one that comes to my mind because that game just, you know, not looking back on it, had so much meaning. We were down, I think, 21 in the fourth quarter with like 10 minutes left. And then, you know, a lot of the fans are starting to leave. And and then it just felt like at a time, uh, we, we I think we went down and scored and then got a stop. And then I you know, I punted at the time too, so I I kicked the ball and it ended up hitting one of their guys in the back on on a punt, and we recovered it. And it like you could kind of just start feeling the momentum swing to our side, and you know we just at that point we we're we we're down two touchdowns, so we were kind of playing like, you know if it, it might be a long shot, so let's just go out there and play and, you know, and just have fun and do what we do. And then it just felt like all of a sudden that it was starting to switch. And then that was, uh, that was when Tyler Holinsky came in and was just dicing up balls and we were just, you know, picking apart defenses. And it seemed like every, every call, every situation was just going in our favor and then ended up taking it into overtime you know, it was just back and forth. We'd score, they'd score. We'd kick a field goal, they'd kick a field goal. We'd, you know, they'd get a stop, we'd get a stop. And then I went into three overtimes. And then, and then finally, I just still remember it like it was yesterday. Todd threw it to Jamal on a little, uh, little swing pass. And he, I just had a front row seat of him watch, of watching him dive into the end zone and scoring that touchdown. And it was, it was an incredible feeling. Yeah, I can imagine. Okay, I didn't really know, obviously, the history of WSU. So I see that play a lot just pop up on Twitter. So I appreciate the context that I didn't really ever get that. Yeah, I'm glad uh, glad I could do that for you because it, it is tough to kind of understand uh, kind of what was going on and what that game meant if, if you don't really know. Now, was that just a regular season game or was that a bowl game or did that – that was a, that was a regular season game. I think that was week two, week two or three of uh, my sophomore year. So there was a article written about you and Peyton Puller. I want to say you guys were playing in the German football league, something along those lines. It was kind of unclear. Could you? Yeah. 
Yeah, so so we were both going to go over there and play for the same team. We had our flight booked and ready to go on the 24th of March. And then I think it was the 21st, we got we got word that the season was going to be canceled. And oh, so, that's a bummer. Yeah, that was, that was a real bummer because it would have been so awesome to go over with one of my best buddies and guy that I lived with up there and just go, uh, just go tour the world pretty much and play a little ball. So were you using like Duolingo to learn German? I, I was a little bit, uh, I was trying to just get to the point where I can understand basic, you know, basic words and, and sentences. But I was I was definitely going to rely very heavily on Google Translate up there. You got to do what you got to do. Absolutely. So obviously, tying back to this season, if there is a football season, which I'm hoping there is, there will not be a crowd at Martin Stadium. And obviously, the crowd at Martin Stadium is crucial. How do you think that changes the game? I think it it is a huge deal because as football players, you you know we love playing in front of packed crowds and especially at Martin Stadium which is one of the best in my opinion the best college atmosphere in college I agree more but it, you know it it's so great to have loud fans cuz it makes you want to play that much better and it makes you elevate your game you know if there's no fans it it'll just be quiet and it'll feel like a practice you know so that i think that would be the biggest uh, the biggest hurdle is just to overcome there's no crowd noise, you know, no one's getting fired up when there's a big hit or a touchdown and you just kind of got to deal with it and put your head down and, and keep going. It's good of an explanation that I could have thought of. Obviously, the world has shifted, Corona, all that. Is there a TV show or something you've been binging that's got you through this? There's been a couple. What was one? I, uh, you know, I rewatched Game of Thrones, obviously. Solid choice. Um, that's that's been a good one to take my time i've also uh if anyone out there hasn't seen yellowstone yet i highly recommend it because the new season just came out season three and kevin costner is just absolutely classic in it and uh so yellowstone is up there right now and and like i said the new season just came out so that's that's what i'm watching right now Yellowstone. I've never heard of that. What is that about? It's about uh, so Kevin Costner, one of the greatest actors of all time, uh, lives in Yellowstone, Montana, on the on the big on their land, and he plays just a, a badass cowboy who uh, who uh, God, how can I how can I say this politely? He he's uh, he gets stuff done around his part of town, you know. It's just basically about cowboys and horses and Indians and, you know, the stuff that they got to deal with and turf wars and all that. So it's got everything you want in the show. Is this Netflix, Hulu? What are we watching it on? No, so it, it's on Paramount, the network. We watch it on – you can watch it on Amazon Prime. Amazon Prime, got that. Okay, I have that. I will definitely check that out. I, it's definitely worth watch. Have you – kept up with the team and the new coaching staff at all since you've been gone i have a little bit uh i i talked to some of the players still uh you know i I'm, we're good buddies with dylan sherman max borgie and 
Willie Taylor and you know I could I could name a hundred other guys right um but we uh I haven't really specifically kept in touch with the coat the new coach of course I haven't really reached out but um but I still know uh some of the strength staff coaches great dudes and then some of the uh some of the media guys up there are also great guys we we talk about golf all the time and there's just some great people in that organization. So are people excited for Nick? Absolutely. Um, you know, if you're a Kook fan, you, you should be excited. You know, it's a, it's a new guy. We've had uh, a lot of success over the last four or five, six years. Um, but, you know, good things don't last forever. So uh, eventually we're going to, you know, this was inevitable one day, and we're just going to have to move on and keep supporting the Cougs. Have you reached out to Mike? Congratulate him. Like, are you excited to see Mike take on Mike Leach take on the SEC? Do you think he can succeed? Because it feels like he jumped to the WSU equivalent in the SEC. Would you say that's accurate? Like, yeah, he's up for the challenge. Yeah, absolutely. No, yeah, that's that's definitely accurate. Um, I think he's ready for the challenge, and he, you know, one of the reasons why he's such a good coach is that he he's a great delegator, and he he hires great people to be around him. So, you know, he, he is a good coach and, you know, what makes an organization good is if everyone from, you know, top to bottom is on the same page and coaching the same philosophies and and techniques and just character. um, That's where you're going to be successful. Like the new England Patriots, for example, just top to bottom, that organization is on the same page and you don't really, you don't get that at a lot of places. And so I'm sure that he'll do what he did at Washington State and hire a great coaching staff and, you know, get everyone on the same page. And he's got one of my best buddies uh, playing quarterback for him. So I think he'll he'll be pretty good off. All right. I think those are all the questions I have for you. But where can people find you? And is there anything you want to shout out or give credit to, like on Instagram or any causes you feel passionate about? I would say, you know, I'm we. My family's going through uh, a difficult time right, right of now with, uh, with the, the passing of my dad, and you know, such a great man. I, I feel like I, I could go on for ten more hours and talk about what he meant to us. But, you know, I just say, if I had to pick, uh, we're really uh, we're trying to get into like the. Uh, so he suffered from melanoma. Um, so we're get, trying to get into like melanoma uh, awareness and and uh, some charities like that. But we're still uh, we're still in the early stages of that. But I mean, anyone can find me. I'm in Southern California, just living the good life down here, golfing, uh, working out, and just getting ready for whatever's next in life. That's fantastic. Thank you. Thanks for coming on, Kyle. It was great. It was more than I hoped for. Dude, I'm always happy to do it. Thanks for having me. Thanks. Have a good one, dude. You too. Listen, I love Walker, but he looked like he was 18 or 19. He looked like a young guy. Ben, you should have done this guy right. What, I get him a stripper? What do you want me to do here? I get him a prostitute? What do you 